Thank you all for those who are joining us in FB and YouTube and also those here in Shekinah Hall, in Hope Room, in Love, Joy, Peace Room. Uh, I would say, you know, ang an sarap pagsama-sama tayo magpuri na sa Panginoon. Amen? There's not this, there's, there is a different experience of just worshiping the Lord together. Iba yung nanonood ka lang. Pero coming together, it excites us. Purihin natin ating Panginoon. Before I would give the announcement, I would like to um, welcome our first-timer. I would like to uh, ask you to stand and we want to greet you. Uh, Sister uh, Marita Lagas, saan po kayo? Let's stand on. Hello po. Stand. Uh, Faye Catridal. Faye? Yes. As Francis and Dane. May you stand. Thank you. Thank you for coming and, our, and joining us in our worship service. Feel free to join us. Um, this church is wel- welcome to welcome po kayo dito to attend with us and worship the Lord with us. few things that I would like to highlight. First, uh, we will have our AGM this coming 21st February. It's very important for us to abide uh, government requirements. So, um, I believe Pastor Ray have already given you mga details of this annual general meeting. So please do read yung details. Um, it will be different because you have a choice to, um, to attend here live or to attend via Zoom. Or if you're not attending via live or Zoom, you can also send your proxy form that, um, that you, you know and you have read the report and you have agreed and you have agreed and voted. So very important po ito. So 21st February, we will have our AGM. Sabi mo sa tabi mo, AGM. Yeah. Second announcement is this. Um, when you register, notice our seating arrangement is different now. Uh, the government has allowed us to have more people to come together in church. However, we need your cooperation if you're attending here in Shekinah Hall. Uh, please do assign a person to register you as a group so that we will be able to allocate you into a specific section. Uh, Pastor Ray have put their maximum of eight. So you can register if you are coming as a group and you want to sit with your best friend. If you want to sit with your wife or with children, please register together para alam namin na isang nag-register so that we can allocate you to your specific place. Like example, this is the yellow group and this is the red group. It's very important because when there is contact tracing, we'll be able to know where you sit. So that's, that's how we would do it and we seek your cooperation about it. Uh, very important, we will prioritize those who have registered first, first come, first served though. And if you have come in and walked in, uh, you are still free to join us, but uh, we will allocate you to a very special place. Tingnan namin kung may space dito sa loob or sa hope. Or, but um, do join us. If you are watching online, um, in YouTube and Facebook, we would encourage you to come back to church. There's a different atmosphere here, worshiping together with one body. Amen? Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Praise God. Before that, I would like to say a blessed afternoon Uli. I'm glad that uh, to see you all smiling behind your mask. <laughs> and also we'd like to thank God for, um, for His sustaining grace upon our life these past few weeks. And also we'd like to thank God that uh, Pastor Jerry in Pastora Glo is safely back sa, in the United States with our family and we were just we know that they are joining us online right now so so wave kay jan they are watching us today and uh, we would say that we miss you and uh, uh, see you soon see you soon we we do do message jan sa facebook say pastor pastora but listen to sermon first mamaya miss we miss you okay you see last month we have introduced our church team for 2021 our team is Revive, Revealed, Restore. Repeat after me. Revive, Revealed, Restore. And we've been studying the book of Zechariah 
And for these coming weeks or coming months, we'll be focusing in one specific topic, which is revive. You know, the synonym of revive is to awaken. What it means of is, is reviving, like example, a renewal of life among those who are already possessing it. Normally, when I talk about revive, few things come into my mind. One example is that I'll be imagining is a person that's in the hospital, in the hospital bed, and he needs a resuscitation. Gigising. Alam mo yung ginagamit yung electricity? Clear. Para gumising yung tao. When I think of revive, I'll think of a person that was drowned, and he needs a CPR so that he begins to breathe again. But do you know that as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus Christ, and even a church, there are times we are in a state of unconsciousness. In our spiritual walk, there are times we are sleeping. Kaya tingnan mo yung katabi mo kung natutulog na siya. And that we need to be revived. We need to be revived. Let me ask you today, do you think we need revival? in our personal life? Do you think we need revival in our church, in our families, in every aspect of our life? Those who are watching us in YouTube and Facebook, do you think you need revival? Or you're just laying down there and natutulog na? Let me give you a simple quiz to determine if we need revival. This, uh, before Pastor Aglo left, she gave me a small pamphlet. And the pamphlet here, when, when do we need revival? And here are a few questionnaires. And I want you to ponder on this, whether ikaw yon o kailangan mo na revival. See, we need revival when we do not love Him, when we, him as we once did. We need revival when, we, we, when our Christianity is joyless and passionless. Parang routine na lang. Hindi ka na, hindi ka na nagiging excited sa things of God. We need revival when we rather watch TV and read circular books and magazines than read the Bible and pray. We spend more time on watching things in Netflix and Facebook rather than going to His Word and praying. guilty We need revival when believers are be at odds with each other and not feel compelled to pursue reconciliation. When you know someone dislikes you and you, you were hurt by that person, you don't want to. Kaya nandun siya nakaupo sa hope. We need revival when we cease to weep and mourn and grieve over our sin and sin of others. When you lie, when you do bad thought things that's not right, do you grieve and say, Lord, this is not right? When think of impure thoughts, do you grieve in those moments? We need revival when we don't long for the company and fellowship of God's people. We need revival when our giving and service is measured and calculated rather than extravagant and sacrificial. Are we willing to go the extra mile for God's kingdom, for Him? Willing to make sacrifices. We need revival when we are unmoved by the thoughts of our families and friends who are lost and without Christ. We need revival when we are blind to the extent of our need and don't think we need revival. You know, if you reflect sincerely, if you're honest enough in your heart, It shows us as we look at these few questions that we desperately need a spiritual revival in our life. And today, I've entitled this simple sharing. Let it be our prayer this morning, this day, this afternoon. I've titled this, Revive Us, O Lord. And we'll be reading from Psalms 85, verse 1 to 13. Invite all of us to stand as we give reverence. Let's all stand and as we read God's word together. Psalms chapter 85, verse 1 to 13. Lord, 
you were favorable to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the iniquity of your people. You have covered all their sins, Selah. You withdraw all your wrath and turn from your hot anger. Restore us again, O God of our salvation, and put away your indignation towards us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger to all generations? Will you not revive us again, that your people may rejoice in you? Show us your steadfast love, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Let me hear what God will speak, for he will speak peace to his people, to his saints, but let them not turn back to folly. Surely his salvation is near to those who fear him, that glory may dwell in our land. Steadfast love and faithfulness meet. Righteousness and peace kiss each other. Faithfulness springs up from the ground and righteousness looks down from the sky. Yes, the Lord will give what is good and our land will yield its increase. Righteousness will go before him and make his footsteps away. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you that we are gathered here this afternoon. A topic of revival, Lord, is a heavy topic. And we know, Lord, if we desire revival, it, not, it will not be merely intellectual. But for us to experience revival, it is your work. So we ask for your Holy Spirit to speak to every heart that listening and studying your word today. That may our heart be convicted, may our heart be brought to lowliness and humility, that we may submit our life to you. Lord, remind us, expose our spiritual condition so that we may have a desperation for your presence and that we will have a desire for a revival in our lives, in our family, and in your church. So we surrender this time to you, Lord. Holy Spirit, speak to us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. You may be seated. You see, many scholars have different view on when and why these Psalms were written, was written. Some suggest that this Psalm was written uh, when God's people return from the exile. We have read in the past few weeks the book of Zechariah. They were exiled in Babylon and God allowed them to return back to the promised land. So as they return back to the promised land, the land is devastated. They have a broken temple. They have a broken wall. People are mourning. People are seeking their own things. And they even face opposition and attacks from the enemies. So they were crying out to God and said, Lord, restore us and revive us. While others suggest that these Psalms were written during the time of judges or the time of kings. We remember if you read in the Old Testament how the people of God will come to the Lord, they will serve Him faithfully. After faith, serving Him faithfully, they would go astray and seek other gods. And they lost a battle, and then they will cry out to God, and God restored them. It's like a loop. They were crying again. Even though scholars have different opinion why and when these psalms were written, all of them agree with one thing. All of them agree with one thing, that God's people are in desperate need for a revival. If you look closely in our text, you notice the first few verses began with a recollection of God's work. It began of remembering His work. Look, in verse 1, He said, Lord, you were favorable to your land. You have restored the fortune of Jacob. The psalmist pondered how God had showed mercy, how God had showed forgiveness towards a rebellion, rebellious people in the past. In this text, in the first three verses, the psalmist remembered the restoration that God did in their lives. The blessing that God brought to their land in the past. Verse 1 to 3, the psalmist recalled what the Lord did before. Therefore, it strengthened his faith. 
which resolved him to cry out and plead to God. That's where his prayer began after verse 3. In verse 4, he said, Restore us again, O God of salvation, and put away your indignation towards us. Notice how the psalmist began. He began with remembering what the Lord did and it built him that faith so that he may cry out before God and restore us again. Knowing that God can do the same thing, that God can bring restoration and revival in their situation. Therefore, the first thing we can learn is this. Revival can happen today. Revival can happen today. I must confess that sometimes we Christians have lost touch of this truth. We had confined the word revival to our history books, merely a fact that happened in the past and never be experienced again. We had confined revival or being revived as just a prayer, a prayer list, a spiritual wish list, things that God may not do again. We fail to remember that God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. That God can still restore and still bring revival in our life. That God is alive. That God is mighty. That God is involved in every aspect of our life. You see, the psalmist, when he remembers what the Lord has done in verse 1 to 3, he remembers what God has done. So he cried out to the Lord, Lord, revive us again. Restore us again. You did it in the past. I know that you will do it today. Sometimes when we talk about revival, it becomes just a wish. I pray for this year, for this coming year, as we have this thing, we will have that faith to trust God that God can still bring revival in our life. You know, I was researching on this topic and I saw this particular online article. It says here, revivals are dead. Five things that will never be the same again. And in this article, I do agree that certain things, there are changes in the way church work today. Many of us would, would prefer to watch in YouTube, in, in, in Facebook. We have more options here and there. There are things now, we, we, you want to reach to the millennials, iba rin ang approach. You want to reach uh, older generation, you may puti ang buhok, iba din ang approach. In all those things. He said, pero yung mga revival, it will not happen again. But one thing I disagree with this, uh, this article is this. When he said revivals are dead, you know, suddenly one thing that the article failed to remember, failed to recognize, failed to remember that God can still do what is impossible. That God can still do it. God can revive a sleeping Christian. Kaya take note, kung tutulog-tulog ka ngayon, gising na. Nandyan sa hope. <laughs> Kung tutulog-tulog ka ngayon, spiritual speaking, God can revive your life. God can revive your, your family. Once you were faithful to the Lord, but now lumaki na yung mga anak mo, you're no longer serving God, you're doing your own things, but God can still revive that worship that was lost in your family. God can revive a church. We don't want to just run and just go through the rounds of doing church. We want a real life organic church. God can revive a church. God can revive our spiritual life. You know, as I look the text today, the psalmist remembered the track records of the Lord. That God brought revival in the past and God can still bring revival today. 
And there's something we need to hold that we should always remember that God is mighty and powerful and He will intervene in our life as we surrender our lives to Him. That He can bring revival in our lives, in our church today. First, we learn that revival can still happen today. Second, we learn that revival can happen personally or corporately. In verse 1, we read here, Lord, you are favorable to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. The name Jacob can be taken both figuratively or literally. If you take it figuratively, it means the nation of Israel. No, if you trace the life of Jacob, Jacob have children and thus the tribe of Israel. It symbolizes that nation. If you look and trace the nation of Israel, oftentimes they will go to rounds of spiritual victory then after that defeat. I will just show you a chart here. This in the book of Judges, the cycle of sin in Judges. Israel served the Lord. Then Israel fall into sin and idolatry. They, they worship other gods. Because of that, they were enslaved by their enemies. And then they cry out to God, Lord, save me. Save us. Rescue us. Out of God's mercy, He responded and rescued them. He raised up judges in the kings. He would raise up prophet and even raise up kings that's righteous before God. And Israel will be delivered and they will serve the Lord faithfully. Then it goes around and round and round. You know, paminsan isang buhay na isang kristyano, ganito. Go round and round. Kaya sabihin mo sa katabi mo, na hindi ka ba nahihilo? <laughs> Going round and round. But God brought revival each time they would seek and humble before the Lord. In 1 Samuel 7, God raised up Samuel. When they were militarily in political distress, God raised up Samuel. During the time, the words of God is, is not being heard, but He raised up Samuel to, to bring restoration in the land and revival. In the time of King Asa, in Chronicles chapter 14 and 15, he is the great-grandson of King Solomon. Solomon married many wives. And as he married many wives, he brought other gods and his great-grandson is the one who destroyed all those idols that was brought into the land and brought revival. The Lord blessed his effort, guided him, and gave him security and peace and prosperity. And then after the exile, God brought revival. We have read it in Zechariah. We have read it in the book of Haggai. And the, during the time, they were also building the, temp, the, 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 the wall God used Nehemiah to bring revival. You know, it shows us that God can move in the midst of His people. It can move in our care group. It can move in our family. It can move in our church. Sometimes you want to give up, Lord, bakit na lang, ako na lang sa care group ko? Yung, ang aking member, isa na lang. Yung the rest, nagtitiktok. Wala, hindi naman masama ni TikTok, mas maayos lang ang sayaw, ha? Pag magba-Bible study, naka-zoom kami, hindi nagpapakita na mukha. Hindi ko alam anong, what she's doing. What she's doing, probably nasayaw-sayaw pa rin doon, nag-TikTok din. But you know, when we trust God, Lord, you can re bring revival in, my, in this care group that you have placed in my life. I know it's you will work. We just simply need to come to the Lord. Help us. Help me. You might have a wayward chart. In your family back home, once you were worshiping God faithfully, but ngayon, bartik si tatay. God can revive. But kayo natatawa sa bartik? But God can revive. We just have to trust God. You know, Jacob can be taken literally. When you look at the life of Jacob, he lived an interesting life. 
His name was Deceiver. Jacob means deceiver. And he deceived his old elder brother, si Esau. He's hindi naman elder kasi twin sila. But he's the firstborn. He took that birthright from him. And then he ran away. And when he ran away, God blessed him. You saw how, what happened to Jacob. And then as he go and being blessed, he even cheated his father-in-law. He took all, he took some of the, the, the ship and he's really rich when he was young. He was being favored by God. And then when he was running away from his father-in-law, he met an angel and they wrestled. And they wrestled and said, Jacob said, I will not let you go until you bless me. You know the blessing that Jacob received? Was a broken hip. Was a broken hip. Gusto mo blessing, broken hip? It symbolizes that Jacob can no longer run. Man, he, he's a person that runs and runs. When there's a problem, he runs. When he, he cheats, he runs. But now God broke his hip so he can no longer run and only trust God and depend on God. But towards the end of his life, his retirement age, do you think he had a beautiful life? He, was a, he had a very sad and desperate life. He has a disappointed life. He's full of sorrow. He has 12 children. All, and then he has a favorite child, Joseph. And because of the sibling were jealous towards Joseph, they sold him. Binenta siya. And this is what Jacob said when in old age. He said, all his sons and all his daughters rose up to comfort him. And he refused to be comforted and said, no, I shall, I shall go down to Seoul to my son mourning. Thus his father wept for him. What he's saying that I will die mourning. I will die weeping. I will die grieving. Don't try to comfort me. I will die. That's what he was saying here. He's, in his old age, he was suffering deep inside with this pain that of losing his son. Not only that, the, the land that they were living experienced famine. So what they did, they went, he sent his son to go to Egypt. But you know what happened to Joseph? Joseph was the big shot there in, in Egypt. Mautak din si Joseph. Joseph said, okay, bring Benjamin. And this is what happened. And Jacob their father said to them, You have bereaved me of my children. Joseph is no more. Simeon is no more. And now you would take Benjamin? All this has come against me. All this has come against me. You see, Jacob's life, especially his old age, is filled with sorrow. It's filled with disappointment. It's filled with pain. It's filled with regret. At ito nangyayari sa buhay niya. But you know what happened to his life? God is not over with his life. God will revive him. God will show that he will keep his promise. Bumalik ang mga anak and, tell, and told the father that Joseph is alive. Look at what happened to Jacob. And they told him, Joseph is alive. And he is ruler over all the land of Egypt. And his heart became numb. And he did not believe them. But when they told him all the words of Joseph, which he said, he had said to them, and when he saw the wagons that Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of their father, Jacob, revived. And Israel said, Israel is Jacob's other name. He said, it's enough. Joseph, my son, is still alive. I will go and see him. In his old age, baka may tungkod na siya doon at mabagal na siya maglakad. It revived his soul when he realized that his son is alive. You see, who can write such a story? Who can write such a beautiful ending? He thought his life is going downwards, losing his son, losing his son, but yet God has a plan for him. 
God kept His promise. God will revive him. And what? Suddenly, he realized his son is alive and he revived his spirit. God will write a beautiful story. God write a beautiful story. Jacob's story is, is not any end. He will end with a bang. Knowing that his son Joseph is alive, it revived his spirit. Take note, he, he lived in a barren land. They, they, they have probably lost all the food that they have. But now he realized his son is also the second man in Egypt. I don't know how you are, what, you, what you're facing today. You might be depleted because of life's battle. You might be discouraged and disappointed with all the things happening in your life that is piling up and weighing you down. You might have lost your seal to continue on. But remember, brothers and sisters, God is not over yet. He can revive your spirit in His time. Just trust in Him. Amen? Remember, God can revive your spirit. Like Jacob, whose spirit was revived. Because it's God who worked, who would write his story. First, we learn that revival can still happen today. Second, we learn that revival can happen personally and corporately. Third, we should always remember that revival can happen as we find our confidence in God's character. Find confidence in who He is. We notice in our text that the psalmist would repeatedly mention and describe God's unchanging character. He even used a rhetorical question to highlight a point. Now, my question is this. Alam nyo ba ang rhetorical question? Tingnan mo yung katabi, baka tulog na. Alam mo ba ang rhetorical question? Yung iba dyan, hindi alam. Ako hindi ko alam, kaya ginugal ko. So here's the definition of rhetorical question. It's a question, a question asked in order to create a dynamic effect or to make a point rather than to get an answer. It is a question that asks merely for effect. And normally, rhetorical question will have, have an obvious answer. Pag, yo, pag dumapit ang misis ko sa akin at sinabi, ko, maganda, sinabi niya sa akin, maganda ba ako? Anong obvious answer? <laughs> Pag lumapit yung mister mo, oh, mister, sabahin yung maganda ako. Pag lumapit ang wife mo sa'yo, sinabi mo, sweetheart, am I beautiful? Anong sagot mo? Kayo doon sa nanonood sa YouTube. <laughs> If you are joining us in YouTube, if your special someone approached you and said, do you love me? You know the obvious answer. Now, let me give you an, a few more examples of what is a rhetorical question. Sagutin nyo, ah. Can birds fly, yes or no? Louder. Can the birds fly? Can dogs bark? Can fish swim? Can dogs swim? Okay, last question. Rhetorical question. Pogi ba si Pastor Ray? Verse 5 and 6 was a rhetorical question. It's, what, it's not a question of doubt. The psalmist said this, Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger to all generations? Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? You know, the answer for this question is obvious. In Psalms 30 verse 5, For his anger is but a moment and his favor is for a lifetime. The psalmist want to highlight 
the character, the unchanging character of God. That's why in verse 7, it says here, Show us your steadfast love, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. And he repeated that character again in verse 10, steadfast love and faithfulness meet, righteousness and peace kiss each other. Faithfulness springs up from the ground and righteousness looks down from the sky. You know, we, can have, we have hope that we can experience revival when we anchor ourselves and put our confidence in God's unchanging character that His love is never-ending, that His love for us, that his, his mercy is new every morning. You know, when we remember of God's love, we draw near to Him rather than run away from Him. Kahit nagkamali ka many times, even though you have blundered your life, God is calling each one of us to draw near because He loves you and me. It's not being forced. It's not being push, we draw near to Him because we, we know of His steadfast love. You know, in Romans 2, He says here, God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance. Have you ever have a boss na takot na takot kayo or employer? Have you ever have a boss na, for example, gusto nyo mag, mag leave bukas? You want to take leave and you can't approach that boss? Have you haven't experienced that? Or probably in your employer at home, gusto nyo mag leave Chinese New Year? Gusto nyo mag leave sana mag Chinese New Year para din magpunta ko sa Chinatown magpicturan. No, there are times that there are certain boss that you can't approach. Takot na takot ka. That you have that leave form that you want to submit to your boss. Tatakot ka. Takot na takot ka. Sabi mo na lang, hindi na lang ako magsasubmit ng leave form. mag mc na lang ako. <laughs> Dahil sa takot. You know, God is not a boss or a master that would enslave us. But God is a loving Father that's waiting for us to come back to Him. He's a, he's a loving father that, that was waiting for the prodigal son to come back to him. When the prodigal son remembered his father, he ran to him. What was the father doing? Waiting for his son. And when the son returned, he gave him a ring, a coat. He even have a feast. Hindi siya yung tatay, oh, ano, ano, napuna mo. No. Because of God's love, of we have a good Father to love us. Come back to Him. When we anchor ourselves in God's character, unchanging character, we will come back to Him and we have that revival. First, we learn that revival can still happen today, that it can happen personally and corporately, that it can happen as we find confidence in God's character. Lastly, Revival can happen as we obey and trust God's word. As we proceed in our text, you see how the psalmist positioned himself in verse 8. He says, Let me hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace to his people, to his saints, but let them not turn back to folly. See, he positioned himself to hear God speak to his heart. In our time today, we have the Holy Spirit that will convict our hearts. And the time today, the Holy Spirit will point us to His Word, to His promises. You know, at times we come to the Lord, Lord, I'm, forgive me for, for what I have done for my sin. The best posture that we can do is to sometimes to pause, search His truth, and wait for Him to speak and reveal areas that God wants us to address. Areas that God wants us to let go. Errors that God wants us to, to improve or to, to set apart for Him. You see, God's Word is filled with encouragement, promises, and reminder. It's filled of guidance and wisdom and command. And there is one particular promise that God gave to King Solomon that's so relevant to our team today, revival. 
when King Solomon dedicated the temple, when they built and dedicated to the temple, and he prayed to God, God respond back. And this, how God respond, I will read the verse later. But as he respond, God knew that God's people, that the people will go and go and be led astray, even though they have a beautiful temple. And this how God showed His mercy. In 2 Chronicles chapter 7, 13, 14, it says, When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, or command the locusts to devour the land, or send the pestilence about, among my people, 14, if my people who call by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face in turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal the land. This is the promise of God to Solomon and the people. It's a promise to them. God knew that they will go astray and God will shut the heavens because of their wickedness and their sin. But yet the Lord showed His mercy. The Lord showed His love. Yet the Lord showed that there will always be a second chance. He's telling them, if you would come and humble yourself, come and humble yourself. Seek my face in turn from a wicked way. If we truly desire for revival, we need to humble ourselves before God. To come to the Lord, Lord, I'm dependent on you. Lord, I need you. Lord, I'm sorry for the mistake that I have done. You don't blame others. You don't deny. You accept your mistake and come to the Lord and say, Lord, it is my mistake. You know, in Psalms 51 verse 4, it says, Against you, you only have I seen and done what is evil in your sight. There are times we make excuses, dahil siya kasi if it's your mistake, own it up to the Lord and say, sorry, I made a mistake. Humble yourself before God. The second, the other side of the humility and humbleness is we often focus on the humble before God, but the other aspect is humbleness before fellow men. We are expert in humbling ourselves before God. But do you know our humbling before God is seen in how we humble, to, we are being humble towards each other. How Jesus showed to us, He came to serve, not to be served. He washed the disciples' feet. He showed humility towards others. He's willing to pay the price and die on the cross because He loved. Are, you willing, are we willing to pay the price for others? Jesus hang on the cross. He said, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. When someone hurt us, may we be able to say, forgive that person, Lord? Humility. Not just humble, only humble before God, but also humble before fellow men. You know, there's a, I was reading this account about this lady. She was so zealous for the things of God. And then he went to his prayer room. He said, Lord! Galing, oh, my music pa yata. Lord, use me. Send me to the best mission field that you want to me to go. Use my life, oh Lord. Send me wherever you want me to go. Send me, Lord. I dedicate my life to you. Go, go, go. I will do it for you. I will die for you. Sabi ng babae, I will die for you. Then, deep in the heart, God spoke in her spirit. Sabi ng Lord, go to your neighbor and say sorry. And then again, he said, Lord, hindi yan. Mali yata narinig ko. Hindi ikaw yan. Hindi ikaw yan. Hindi. Hindi ikaw yan. I want to do for you great things, God. I want to do mighty things for you. Send me to wherever you want. Mission field. Ano ba? Bundok. Luzon, Mindanao. Cebu. Anywhere, Lord. Just send me, send me, send me. Go. Go to your neighbor. And say sorry. Again, she again. Come, go. Lord, please. I am for your use. Weak vessel, why? Go to your neighbor 
and say sorry. You know, sometimes God does not look at the grandeur of what we can do for Him. But what God wants us to do is to simply obey the smallest thing because that's worship. Always remember, obedience is better than sacrifice. God look at our hearts. God look at everything about thoughts. God sees everything. Humble humility before God and man. Second, seek his face. Pray and seek his face. When you see face, it means presence of God. Seek his presence. The question uh, we have is this. When you come to the Lord, what made, motivates you to come to him? Are you motivated to come to him because you seek his hand or you seek his face? Are we motivated to come to him because we want to get something? We want all these things, blessing, and all those things are good. Or we want to come to Him with a motive of just simply seeking Him, praying and just saying, Lord, I want more of you. Do we want the whole world? Or we want the one who would truly satisfy our soul in our longing? Seek His face. And the third thing here is repent to turn from your wicked way. This is a decision we have to make. 180 from self-centered life to God-centered life. Walking in the flesh to walking in the spirit. This means to yield to God's desire, to His will and to His word. I will give a short testimony. When I was young, I know how to play church. I live a two life. I was part of a worship team. I played the bass. I would sometimes lead. But I would, was playing a double life. I have a, I have a wrong, I, have, I entered a wrong relationship. But nobody know because I can hide it. I have a band salabas, tumutugtug kami. I play in the pub before and so on. And some of the song, hindi maganda pakinggan. But deep in my heart, I was struggling because I am living a dual life. I was living a dual life. I want this life in the world, but also I want to follow God. I was struggling in between and have to make a choice. And God would often speak to me through youth camp or through God's word. Make a choice. He said, are you going to choose me or you want to control your life? There are times that we're going to have to make a decision. If you want revival in your life, there are things that we have to cut off from our life. If those relationships you know that's causing you to drift away from God, if it's that things that you are pursuing is causing you to have your heart be so cold and so far away from God, you have to make a decision and a choice to turn away and seek His face. To turn away. I have to make a choice. To cut that relationship. I have to make a choice. To stop playing that kind of music. I was selected na lang. Selected lang. We have to make a choice. Question, do you want God to lead us? Or you want to go jalan-jalan your own? As I submit to God, He slowly opened and revealed His plan. Now I'm married and I'm here standing before you. I never imagined to be a pastor. I'm married to a beautiful wife. Kaya pag sinabi niya sa akin, am I beautiful? Why not? <laughs> Safe answer. Oh, hello. <laughs> the promise there is that I will heal. 
I will hear from heaven and heal the land. When it speaks about land, it may be our life, not just literal land, our direction. Humble ourselves, seek his face, and turn from our wicked ways. You see, evidence of true revival is a changed life. Evidence of true repentance is a changed life. As a summary, revival can happen today. Revival can happen personally or corporately. Revival can happen as we place our confidence in God's character. Revival can happen as we obey God's word. I will end with this short story. Dr. J. Edwin Orr is a Baptist Christian minister. He wrote many hymns. He's a professor and author and a promoter of church revival and renewal. And he was giving uh, lectures in one of the Bible schools, Columbia Bible College. And suddenly, uh, a student approached him and asked him this. Dr. Orr said the student, Besides praying for revival to occur, what can I do to help it bring about? And you know, his answer, he paused and replied, you can let it begin with you. I started this sharing with a list of questions, and it revealed the condition of our walk, how we've been living, what are we pursuing? Are we pursuing God or pursuing other things? And today, God is calling us back to Him. If we desire, if we desire revival, God is calling us to come to Him with brokenness, with contrite heart. And we know that God will not despise I pray for this year that we will experience Holy Ghost revival, that we will love the Lord with all our heart, mind, and soul. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you that we can look upon your word today, even as you have started the theme of revival or revive. We have looked into your word and you've exposed us the condition that we are going through. Lord, may we humble enough to come to you and say, Lord, I need your touch. I need to be revived. I need to be awakened. I need to have to awaken that, that love for you. So Holy Spirit, fill our hearts, Lord. Have your way in our hearts today. Lord, I pray that you, as you touch our hearts, Lord, there will be a desperation that will birth within our soul a desperation for more of you. A desperation of your love. A desperation for your word. Revive us, O oh Lord, today. We don't want to be a nominal Christian. Just going through the round, O oh God. But we want a revive. A life. A blaze. Follower of Jesus Christ. So brothers and sisters, if there's a desire in your heart today, it's time for us to rededicate our life to Him. And we know that God has promised that He would turn that heart of stone to a heart of flesh, that He would turn and give us a new spirit as we come to Him. So we thank You, Lord, and we surrender our life to You. Have Your way, O oh God. Surrender our life to you, our soul, and everything in us, O oh God. Salamat, Panginoon. Hallelujah.
You might not be able to sing this song, but you can sing it with our hearts. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my heart. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I Every moment I'm away, yes, God. Lord, have your Lord, way in me. Lord, I give you my heart. Yes, God. I give you my soul. Lord, we worship you, Lord. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take. same time if any one of us have led astray our love for you have gone cold we come back to you Lord remind us that you have first loved us so that we may respond in loving you back Lord Lord we thank you that you are calling your church you're calling your church to come back to you so we surrender our lives oh God even those who are watching online I pray that you revive their hearts, Lord. That you revive their soul. That they may experience you in a mighty way. Salamat, Panginoon. We thank you. 
and we will be expectant, Lord, of what you will do. Excited, Lord, because as you have done in the past, we will also do it today in our lives, in our families, in our church. We thank you, God. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Let's just raise our hands and receive the benediction. Grace, mercy, and peace be with us. From God the Father and from our Jesus Christ, the Father's Son, in truth and love. Lord, we thank you that we will face this brand new week knowing that you are with us. And I pray that it will always be our prayer each brand new day that you would revive us and strengthen us. Thank you, O oh Lord. May your word be so alive. Empower us with your spirit as we face a brand new week. We thank you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Thank you, those who have joined us in YouTube and Facebook. Remember to join us in our online prayer gathering every Wednesday at 9 p.m. in Facebook. Um, also, see you soon. Uh, join us in our worship in Sunday in here in Chicago. God bless everyone.